This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. One of the things that definitely felt very original when, mm. when I was reading about um, your philosophy is this idea of forgetting about the result. Mm. Because thinking about the result or the outcome of mm. your performance can reduce the chances of success in that performance. Mm. That's very unusual because in in teams, in competition, in business, we think about the result. We think about closing the deal, or mm. you know what, and what that will mean. And we kind of imagine ourselves in that moment mm. of getting the medal around our neck or that business deal won. Why is that? Not a good idea. Well, I think if, if an event happens or something happens, the first thing that's going to happen to you, without you even knowing, is you're going to have an unconscious emotional reaction to it. And it, it's emotion. It's not You're not thinking it through. It's just purely emotion. And that, that that's going to be, you know, either it's sort of a fight, flight, freeze response, really. And um, But that, that emotional um, response will happen quicker than you know it before you can go in and get any logic or, or get any rationale into, into it. And of course, in um, in any kind of situation like a you know what could be perceived as a threat state, where you're putting yourself in in some kind of threatening scenario, be it damage my pride or you know what people what happens to people, they start thinking, well, what what happens if I win? What happens if I lose? What happens if I look ridiculous? I don't want to look ridiculous. What, I'm under threat, and that then becomes you know very easily to get emotionally hijacked by that. So then you're purely running on, on emotion, which is inconsistent. It's illogical. You know, it, it's not a it, it's not a good way for you to be basing. It's not a good place for you to be basing your, your behaviour. But if you understand that, and you think, okay, well, look, I, I understand that it's normal that I'm going to put myself in a threatening scenario. So, if I worry about let, let my emotion take over, and I worry about what happens if I succeed, what happens if I fail, what happens if this, what happens if that, then it, it's actually pointless exercise. And if you can train slowly, recognize and train your mind to go, okay, I know what's happening here. This is just emotion. I'm going to put it to one side. Now then, let me separate this, whatever I'm doing, out into two things. We can have a a dream. I want to win the Tour de France. It's a dream. My ability to win it or our ability or anybody else's to win it is I'm going to do my absolute best to try and win it. But other people are going to try and stop me and other people are going to try and do something. It's stuff beyond our control that can impact on that. So if you set your goal as I'm going to win, you're going to agitate nonstop because it actually is out of your control. Uh, whereas if you set your dream as saying, this is what I'd really, really like to happen, I'll go all in, I'll do everything I can. I'm fully committed to that. But let me break it down into targets, which is, well, it'd be, I, I could get to the ideal weight. I could do the proper training. I could do the, you know, follow a nutritional plan that's going to give me the optimal energy. And, you know, I can train my tactics. I can be really work hard to get a fantastic team around me, build good rapport, build confidence in my teammates. These are all things that you can do. And so if you say, okay, let's leave the dream over there for a while, but I'm going to go after the things I can do, and you base your plan around the things that you can actually control and do, you'll be on fire. You'll be on fire. You'll be absolutely on fire. And the dream might happen, and it might not. And you'll be absolutely, oh, you know, delighted and best thing ever if it happens and if it doesn't then you might be absolutely devastated 
But you've got to leave it as a dream and you've got to understand that actually worrying about the consequence of an event is detrimental to the process and the performance and the, the chances of you achieving that event. So you park that, go after your targets and go, right, I'm going process, not outcome. And we talked a lot about process, not outcome. And when you catch yourselves, you know, it's, it, it's emotion in the end. So, of course, we do get hijacked. And, of course, we do get fearful or, you know, a bit panicked. And you've got you to have a system whereby you can talk to yourself a little bit. You can bring yourself back around and focus on the now and the process of now rather than worrying about the future. Mm. And then you can come back and concentrate on the process, get back into the now. And, you know, some of the athletes would, would have a routine where they'd tie the undo and tie the shoelaces again. Or they'd do, they'd have a little, you know, a little process that they'd tap into and they'd go into that, in, into that and bring their mind back into the present and stop worrying about the future. And, um, of course, the penalty kick's the best example. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Yeah. Ronaldo did their... Yeah. I'm sure they, they bag 100% in training. Yeah, exactly. in the and Euros final. Exactly. You know, and if you take the crowd out and take a penalty, those guys are so accurate. And, the, you know, a signal from the brain down into the muscle to contract in a certain way, that happens. And the accuracy and the, and the repeatability of that is, is absolutely massive. Put a crowd in there and what changes... Nothing changes physically. It's all between your ears. Mm. And so how can you train that? You know, and, and mental skills can be trained just as much as you, you know, we all know that, but we want to get fit and strong and you go to the gym and you know that you're going to overload your body and you give it time to adapt and it's adaptation that's going to make it a little bit stronger. And it's the same with the mind. You know, you can train your mind. And, and I think that's what certainly working with Steve was, uh, was an eye-opener. As well as, I think probably the biggest eye-opener for most people is it gives you a... Once you realise you've got like an emotional brain and a logical brain and, um, you know, a bit of a memory computer side going on, then then it gives you insight into yourself and why you are behaving and feeling like you are and some of the assumptions you're making about other people. And you've got to start with yourself first. If you can get that little bit of insight, why do I feel how I'm feeling? Why do I respond like I do? What triggers me? What's my best self look like? And what's my sort of... You know, not the best selves. Like, why? Why am I different? Why? Why sometimes am I behaving in this kind of, you know, this second or a, a shadow version of myself? And why am I sometimes in my best self? What's happening there? Why can't I just be my best self all the time? Surely that must be doable. So, take a bit of time to understand it and pick it. And some people just maybe haven't been educated. I certainly wasn't until really I sort of st st stopped and started to look at this stuff. And then you realise, you think, wow, a lot of my behaviour, a lot of my life was driven. By emotion, it wasn't driven by the real me who could be calm and logical and think things through and quite, you know, have a lot of passion and feelings and caring. And, and yet at times I could be something else, you know. And I think understanding that's fundamental, I think. I don't think there's any excuse for that. No, okay. Um, both points sounded very similar, in fact, because on one hand you're saying with your goals, only go after the things you can control, like really focus on those things. And in the same way, when we're talking about personal responsibility of self, you're saying... You can't control other people. Mm. So, yeah, but the thing that, you know, maybe you, you do have control over in your life is your behavior, how you act, how you conduct yourself, and then kind yeah. of leave the rest to... Well, I think you can understand how other people are responding and how they're feeling. Mm. So you can accept that if somebody's, um, you know, if somebody's in a very... Well, there's two things, really. I, th I think first and foremost, ambition is a big thing not to forget. You know, what's your level? Of, you know, you can be incredibly ambitious. Why can't we be the best in the world at something? Why can't we be the first to do something? What's stopping us doing something that nobody else in the human race has ever done before? Nothing, as far as I can see. You know, so I think there's a, 
it's, it's um, you know, you've got to have that ambition, enthusiasm, the belief we can do whatever we want to do, you know, and really stretch that. And then I think the next bit, really, the target is more like the the how to get there. Yeah. It's more like the boring stuff to get there, you know, so it's a, it's like head and heart, really. And um, and I think that the, if you understand yourself, then you should be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and if they're having a tough time or if somebody else is angry or there's something else going on with them, you know, rather than just dive in, and and respond to the behaviour you're seeing at face value. Why not stop and think about it a little bit? And is this person in trouble? What's causing this? Where are they coming from? What's going on? You know, try and understand it. And if they're just responding emotionally to something, and you allow yourself to immediately respond emotionally back, it doesn't really get anywhere. You know, so mm. so you'd better hold back and wait and find out and and, and try anyway. Not always easy, but sometimes not always trying. easy. No, no. I struggle but, with that. Yeah, I struggle with that, especially being in a environment where my my time is so feels so precious right mm. it's always there's so many things i could be doing and i'm you're exactly you're exactly the same mm. i know i've mm. you know i know people that work with you i know you're a very very busy person so it's it's tough in the moment to stop and pause and to have patience when the rest of my life is run on like efficiency mm. yeah yeah, so, yeah you know yeah, what yeah. i mean yeah. <laughs> it's difficult yeah I guess in, in, in my world, you know, I'm out, I'm out to try and help people. And, and yeah. I do push people. And, you know, we've got high standards. We, and, you know, you do want to level commit. I don't like laziness, for example. I just can't. That 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 would really hurt. That gets me, you know. But then I have to manage it and think, okay, well, if they, that's what they want, there's no problem. This, just in, this isn't the environment for them, you know. Mm-hmm. But in the main, I think understanding challenges and, and um, setting standards and boundaries and working to all of that is important. You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud, so you can access it from anywhere. And the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky, and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode. You are always one decision away from taking your business to the next level. And a decision that's helped me to transform my business is moving over to NetSuite, who I'm excited to say are a sponsor of this podcast. If you don't know already, NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. It's reduced IT costs because it lives in the cloud, so you can access it from anywhere. And the cost of managing and running multiple systems because it's in one unified business management suite. My team and I don't have to worry about tasks being manual and clunky, and it means that I can be more efficient and to focus on more important things like bringing you the best episodes and guests on this show. So I become one of the 37,000 companies that have already made the move over to NetSuite. NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks, so head to netsuite.com slash Bartlett for a free product tour. Back to the episode. 